0: Welcome everybody to another episode of In Plain View, the only podcast that has been approved by the Midnight Society. It's Dude. your boy Chubb that I'm here with,
1: Brandon. Uh, I, I almost called myself Mister Monkey. Uh, out of just the sheer huh. desperation. Uh, I don't. And I don't. I don't really know why. Um, I think it's because of login purposes just getting in that habit of of seeing uh, Mr Monkey everywhere here lately for YouTube and
0: well that all has a nickname and email for a thousand years so
1: yeah since i was uh since i was 15 i up until just now getting a new email has it's it's thrown my equilibrium off it feels like because um all this stuff that i'm like switching over you know like my twitter and my instagram and now my youtube channel's got got that now and so when I go to log in, when I'm using you know my good old fashioned email, I'm always like, why is this not working? And it's because of that, you know. Um, today's today's top prize for our listener, if they make it all the way to the end, is a pumpkin carving kit and a year supply of Reese's because Reese's had the best '90s Halloween commercials. Do you remember them? Oh,
0: they've always had the best '90s. Or,
1: but yeah, best but part. like you but you remember way. the one where where Dracula was like it, it was like Count Drac how how Dracula eats his Reese's peanut butter cup and it would only yeah. just be like an orange background with just a Reese's cup and you'd hear like Count Chocula talking in the background, it sounded like yeah. I loved I loved nineties commercials. But this episode is not about nineties commercials. It is about nineties movies. And it was a debate pre-starting this if we were going to keep it 90s just in that little window, or if we were going to span the whole spectrum, but I don't really want to dabble into horror movies like horror movies full blown, uh, just because that in of itself is, is a, another topic entirely. And there's pros in that department that we're friends with that should probably have a say. So, you know, So I think we're just going to stick to uh, '90s '90s movies, maybe some '80s movies. What?
0: What we know best?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what? Yeah, most definitely what we know best. And I don't know, man. Like the thing that's that's kind of the thing going into this podcast when we first started it. Of course, last episode it was really uh, really apparent. I don't like the thought of us having it screened out. So you guys are literally going to hear us go just on a tangent about these movies. And since I'm rambling about it now, I'm going to kick it off. And I did not know uh, that Hocus Pocus came on 36 times on Freeform or ABC Family or whatever it is that you call it now until, I think it was like Tuesday, I saw that they were doing a anniversary for Hocus Pocus, and it was like this big, extravagant, like, Stage show where like Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker and all these people are like coming out, like the whole cast. And I thought that Hocus Pocus was just like a cultural phenomenon at this time, and everybody needed to see it at least 21 times out of the 31 days of Halloween. And I know that, 20, that 21 days, I think is what they're calling it now, or 25 or some random number, but I'm pretty sure it used to just be 13. It was. I thought so. Like, whenever I was, uh, I, I was watching it, I was like, did I miss something? Or did they just add extra days specifically to play Hocus Pocus? Like, it has to be one of the two. Either they were like, 13's not enough because we got to play it at least 13 times. Or they were like, we could go for the 21 to 25 because uh, that's the age range of the people that would probably even remotely remember this movie uh, being new. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna run I'm gonna run with the the added days for for Hocus Pocus, but Hocus Pocus probably has become the most iconic Halloween movie. Now I would think I mean I know there's the Halloween like the Michael Myers of the world, but I feel like Hocus Pocus for our generation and the generations under us is like our. Wizard of Oz for Halloween, or It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street for Christmas. You know, like it's that movie that you just have to watch on Halloween, and if you don't, then your Halloween's just it's just sucked that year.
0: Because Hocus Pocus is the movie that the, whole, the family can check it out. I mean, let's be honest, they put a spell on us, and now we're theirs. You know.
1: Yeah, but how sadistic? Uh, I know for I know you know. But Hocus Pocus originated as a Disney Channel original movie. That was its, that was its intentions original. Yeah. So imagine an era where hanging three women on a noose from a tree is how you segue into your Disney Channel original movie. Like I feel like your Barbie commercials can't follow a good old-fashioned lynching of some witches, dude. <laughs> you know? Like, how sadistic is it? We're like, they're like, alright, um, So we're going to eat children and then we're going to hang these women in the first 11 minutes of this movie. Who's on board? And everybody was like, us. That sounds crazy. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Now we get, uh, you go from that potentiality to like Cheetah Girls, which I feel like was on the tail end of our life. You (laughs) know? Yeah. Uh, If we're going to keep, if we're going to, if I'm going to bring up the one out of the gate for Disney, I'm going to just let you pick the next one. Because I'm possibly positive that a lot of these are going to be Disney Channel originals on this list.
0: Almost definitely. Uh, I mean, they these are the movies that molded our our Halloween experience as a kid. You know.
1: Oh yeah, the um, I know. I know. And last week,
0: of us like us, all our listeners.
1: <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine that last week's podcast with the TV episodes and this week's podcast being about hor- uh, Halloween movies, I would imagine somebody somewhere smelled what I smelled and that's chili and like, uh, 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 uh smarty candies. Like that was the end all be all, you know, getting extremely full on chili and then finding out if you can eat enough of the giant lemon heads before you vomited all over yourself um let's so, see
0: 31st of October
1: yeah, yeah. but you uh, you know the uh the choice the choice is yours and yours alone as Omac would say so you've got to uh you've got to add the next movie to the list
0: uh I'm just gonna be totally biased here my personal favorite genius storyline don't look under the bed dude you already know what's up with me
1: don't look under the bed yes this once again, dude. Like Disney Channel had this equation figured out. Like don't don't look under the bed. What it what is it about that movie? You have to fully explain, not
0: only to me but to everybody
1: else total, what it is
0: about. Don't look under the bed. That's a total freaking genius storyline that don't get its credit, dude. It's what happens to your imaginary friends when you ignore them and put them away. They get envied. They get spotful, and they come back as something ugly. I mean that's. That's genius, dude. That's like, like if that was took taken to an adult level, that could be like right up there with Chucky and
1: and uh, what was uh, what was the movie? Holy crap, I'm spacing on it. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. So you're telling me it when instead of Drop Dead Fred being duct taped inside of the uh, the Jack in the Box, he should have turned into uh, Maurice because they're the same guy. Huh. I mean, not not the actors playing them, obviously. Oh, but, yeah. uh, the 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 personalities probably don't get too far in the in the difference. You know, the differences there.
0: I would love to see Disney bring back Don't Don't Look Under the Bed, dude. I'll make a live action version of it. A live action, a reimagination of it.
1: But it would have to go to the big screen. It would have to get the hocus yeah, pocus. Yeah, like, like
0: the big. Like I wanted to get the full. The full attention it deserves. Cause. So
1: your answer to Goosebumps Two is don't look under the bed.
0: <laughs> yes, all day.
1: Because that's the most depressing. I'm not. I'm not going to knock. Goosebumps. My answer to Frank
0: and Weenie is Oh no
1: no. Stop motion animation Frank and Weenie because that original Frank and Weenie where it was like humans and the real the the real wiener dog. Do you remember that? I do not. Oh my gosh. I remember I was in like I don't even know it was elementary school. Uh, That was where I I first discovered Frankenweenie, dude. And the original
0: Frankenweenie is awesome.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to watch. That might be my
0: Halloween watch this year. Then
1: it should be uh, because the stop motion one has it has nothing on this. I mean, it's it's still in black and white. It's still very much the same premise of a boy, you know, Frankenstein and his dog. But it's just, there's something about that original. Tim Burton, for all extensive purposes, I'm going to go ahead and chop, chop the head off of it while we get started. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that love Tim Burton out there. And I love Tim Burton. I, I have nothing against Tim Burton as a, as a creative genius that he is. But in my opinion, there's only one movie that he's ever made that has any merit to me. And that's Edward Scissorhands. I loved Edward Scissorhands so much that every other Tim Burton movie is just, that's Edward Scissorhands to me. Like, I don't know what it is. And the fact that Johnny Depp is in every single one of them does not help that argument at
0: all. Dude, Edward Scissorhands gave us the scariest character ever. And I'm not talking about Ed either. I'm talking about that lady that was always playing the organ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we're going to add movies that can petrify you petrified me when i was a kid every time that scene come up i'd go hide as a
1: as like i grew a, uh, for for people that don't know i have a very bad habit <laughs> filling my brain with the most nonsensical knowledge of movies and tv like pointless stuff that would, most people are just like why do you even care to know that but i spent uh there was a a youtube episode of uh 10 things you didn't know about Edward Scissorhands, and it does like the probably. I I I think that's what the guy's YouTube channel is, and if it is, I encourage all of you to go watch it. Yeah, shout out uh, to that guy. Yeah, for but for most people, that's like um, that's like oh, I want to learn about Edward Scissorhands. For me, I'm like challenge accepted, good sir. But in that episode, he talked about the scene. You remember the scene of the cookout at Edward Scissorhands, where people were just shoveling like this all this food into his mouth yeah okay apparently that moment and then i think it was the moment where he's running down the street are the two moments that johnny depp was just like all right i've had enough and just pukes everywhere like apparently it was so hot that in that suit he puked twice and one of them was during that food shoveling scene which of course anybody would and and that scene where he's just like running and, like, I just felt so – but when I learned that, I felt so bad for Johnny Depp because in that era of Johnny Depp, he looked like he was going to cry at any time. And the Edward Scissorhands makeup didn't help that at all. You was just like, he's going to cry <laughs> at any time.
0: i got to get music nerdy before we switch gears, though. Hans Zimmerman made that. I mean
1: – Hans Zimmerman was, – was Hans Zimmerman the uh, – the Danny Elfman, uh, Elfman was, dude. I'm probably yeah. tripping
0: right now. Danny yeah, yeah, that's
1: what I was about to say. Was it Hans Zimmerman or was it Danny My Elfman? Because he went Elfman on that – yeah, Danny Elfman is like a pioneer genius. If if I could sit in a room with Danny Elfman and be like, so I'm, you're scary stuff.
0: I love Hans Zimmerman a little bit more, but Danny Elfman did freaking What would Edward for Scissor Hands be without that that score, man? I don't I don't know. I, I I'm kinda
1: questioning right now if, if Elfman does all of his movies because it seems like he does. I don't know if he did nightmare on nightmare before <laughs> Christmas, but I know it. Uh, it he, seems he
0: worked with Hans Zimmerman too, I believe. Oh Hans, if you know this and you're listening, hit them comments up. We need you. We need your help.
1: I would, um, I would dare say though. I don't know, man. Sweeney Todd. I see that's a that's a Tim Burton too. Sweeney Todd was pretty was pretty epically like unnerving. But something about John, something about Edward Scissorhands, man, it's just the best that he ever made. Has nothing to do with—I don't know, man. It's it's Halloween movies, and I feel uh, even though it's technically a Christmas movie, it it ranks up in there. Those movies that you can just throw in and just it instantly gives you this this kind of eerie, creepy vibe at any time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's one of the few movies. Uh, I don't know you. You may not even know this about me. It's one of the few movies that I own every variation of. What Ed's his hands? Yeah, I have it. Uh, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and I don't know if they have a 4K version of it yet. But if they do, I'll I'll probably acquire it. And that's a very uh, that's a very thin layer of dust for me.
0: So, Hi, bro, all right, I have a tri- I have a question for you though. What? So don't look under the beds. Mine. What's your favorite? Are we going? Are we going? Favorite. To Disney? Disney Channel, yeah. I mean, it would have to be Halloween Town, dude. Halloween Town gets the mantle; it set
1: the standard, man. I think Halloween Town is the best Disney Channel Halloween themed movie, uh, only because uh, outside of the, the 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 name, only because like it felt like up to that point, and I'm pretty sure Don't Look Under the Bed was after. But I feel like it was the first time a Disney Channel original movie hit you with a plot twist. Exactly. Because I yeah. remember when it come out that, you know, Calabar was who he was, you know, being the mayor and all that, I was like, Pff! like, it I, just blew yeah. my mind, you know? I think and,
0: Town's another one of those movies that could have hung on the big screen for a while, too. They, um...
1: They actually had an anniversary party where the entire cast got together. And I follow I follow that, that main girl on, on Facebook, which is weird. And when she was posting pictures of all that, I was like, man. You know, like sometimes you just wish you knew stuff was happening. Whether or not I would have traveled to wherever this took place. I, it's just one of those <laughs> things where you're like, I just wish I knew that that was going on before seeing the afters. You
0: know, I mean, just to see like the buildup of that—that's the, that's the proof that it is the best. Because by no means do I mean to offend the, this movie, but nobody's getting together for like the 25th anniversary of Under Wraps or nothing. You
1: know? What I'm saying? No, no. And uh, Under Wraps,
0: you know, it,
1: it Under Wraps hits that that uh, that category of of Halloween buildups. See, that's the problem. I feel like that's the problem with Disney now. Which obviously, I'm not sitting and spending my from 3:30 to nick at night's time slot watching nick and disney anymore but i feel like the little things that, that used to happen as they happened to kids in the 90s like movie surfers and and like do you remember like randomly throughout the day there would be like these halloween spooktacular type things and it would just be like man the 31st is coming up you know like yeah <laughs> you I don't I don't know, man. I just feel like uh
0: the build up for and, and that was did, the best you, part about Disney is like watching original movies though, is because you like you really felt like you were watching a part like the process of it and
1: Oh yeah, and you remember the intro for them?
0: It was always like
1: and now and it was all cool. Oh, and I don't think they had the trampoline kids oh, in the intro man for their movies, but It was always just like, man, you knew, you know, like seven o'clock on that, whatever Saturday night that was going to be or Friday. night I think some of them were Fridays and then some of them were Saturdays. Cause I remember a couple of them, us being at our Halloween party for church and being like, we're missing it. You know, we're missing this, uh, original movie coming on, you know, but there was just something, there was just something super nostalgic. And if we're going to, I know it's TV, um, but if we're going to make mention, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark has a movie coming up. And I'm, I'm re- my interest is really piqued to catch that because Legends of the Hidden Temple was like a sneak punch for like, whoa, 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 this was good. So to know that they're doing Are You Afraid of the Darks kind of got me intrigued in a movie form. Absolutely. You know, let's see. I think we pretty much covered the Disney ones. Mm, I mean, we didn't talk about, like, Can of Worms, but I don't necessarily think Can of
0: Worms was a horror or, or like, a, a, a halloween thing one. I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, there's, like, Twitches and stuff like that, but, you know, shout-out to you if you love that. We were kind of growing away from, with that time, Disney. I don't
1: it. even remember. I don't even remember, remember Twitches. Twitter.
0: It was uh, the T and Tamara movie. Oh,
1: yeah. I do remember that. Uh, that was right around the time, I guess, Disney picked up Sister, Sister.
0: I think Twitch – no, nah, Twitches was like – when they, well, yeah, but they picked it up, yeah. But they were like older in Twitch's,
1: I remember. Yeah, because, you know, like they – there was that little window where like Smart Guy, Sister, Sister, and Boy Meets World suddenly popped up, you know, and you're like, well, like right yeah. before Lizzie McGuire, you got a little bit of uh, Sister, Sister in your life. And it was like, this is awesome, man, you know. Yeah. That's the thing – uh, I know it's off topic, but it's worth mentioning. That was the thing about not uh, not knowing. You know, one day when you're watching Disney and suddenly something's on there, and you're like, "Wait a minute did I did I mess up the chat?" This was long before pressing the guide was uh, it was an option. You know, like the, there was an entire we had an entire channel dedicated to when stuff came on. Do you remember that the TV Guide channel? Yes, <laughs> I loved it. Oh man. Um, I think you're right though. I think we pretty much covered the full spectrum of Disney movies. I've thought a lot about Nickelodeon. Oh, I got one. What?
0: I just thought about it. Um, it it maybe wasn't like Halloween specific, but it was kind of scary. What about some Susie Q, bro? I'll take you back one time.
1: I guess I don't know, man. I guess Susie Q lands in a Halloween thing. I mean, she was a ghost, and she
0: was a ghost, dude. And I could, I'm pretty sure it was Halloween during the movie like
1: it may have been brent powers he's a good he's a good friend of ours um if i talk about amy joe johnson with brent in uh in power rangers reference it aggravates him you have to call her kimberly (laughs) to him it's awesome (laughs) like i was doing that the other day and he was like it's really weird when you call jason david frank uh jason david frank and i was like yeah it kind of (laughs) is what but freaking name Hey, that's a, that's another one. I, Power Rangers, <clears throat> Power Rangers, the movie, I'm sorry, was, uh, was kind of intensely creepy. Because that was another level, that was another level of like, you know, Power Rangers had its edge, but the Power Rangers movie had a little bit of creep to it. I don't necessarily like the fact that, uh, you know, Ivan Ooze has creepy bird people. That wasn't that scary. That was a, that was a stretch. Uh,
0: I've missed so much. But I mean,
1: you know, once again, that's that nineties that's that's the nineties kid logic. Let's uh let's brainwash all of our parents and make them walk to their impending doom off a cliff. You know? Like what the crap? This is okay. <laughs> like I my gack is gonna poison my parents and uh make them walk off cliffs.
0: Well, well I mean let's be honest. The scariest thing ever was baby Zordon all shriveled. Oh yeah, oh
1: gosh, that was pretty horrifying, dude. That
0: was pretty dramatic. Dramatizing. First, if figure you're a Power Rangers fan, like every kid was.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know too many kids that disliked Power Rangers. That's a that's a stretch. Before switching back to movies, Lord Zedd's probably the scariest antagonist on a television show for kids. That was live action ever. I'll hey. I'll
0: I'll, I'll coast on that.
1: Yeah, his brain was showing, and his body looked like it was inside out. It
0: was, it was as if Penhead himself made made Lord Zedd. Dude, all right, so I am going to bring this up before you do because it also embodies outside of the Disney Spectre. Because I think we've covered the greats. Um, I know you are going to bring it up eventually, so I am going to beat you to it. Um, you know what I mean, Vern?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ernest, Ernest, scared stupid is uh, is by far. Uh, always mentioned whether or not it's scary or 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 what have you. Now there's just something about gigantic pods falling from a tree and looking like slime and thinking that at any moment I'm going to be turned into an action figure that is both extremely intriguing and extremely terrifying. You know, there's something right?
0: extremely nineties about a freaking awesome treehouse and shoot milk out of a super soaker. That just grabs my nostalgic heart.
1: Yeah, and there's also something extremely 90s about a troll as your villain. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing says 90s like trolls. It's like Wishmaster. You know, Wishmaster was a gen. And,
0: and listen, so it was like. Madam Zeroski from Holes is the the lady that tells Ernest about the curse. Is her name Madam Zeroski and Ernest scared stupid too? It's I think it like
1: I th- is her name. Is her name Madam Zeroski or whatever in everything? Because I'm pretty sure her pretty name sure was something like that. that in Teen Witch. Ugh.
0: No, you she know? wasn't in Teen Witch, bro. That's the bigger late the the bigger
1: the short the, the short lady, the one with the really yeah. high. The the I don't voice, know her name. The
0: woman with the voice of of nightmares. Yeah.
1: Teen witch was not scary at all but as a halloween movie i would totally watch it right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: i mean it, you can't top that pun intended,
1: you know? No. That movie uh that movie was what legends were made of. Uh because you were you were fortunate, dude. You were fortunate to catch a little teen witch in your life when you were slipping through. It, was that what was teen witch a disney movie? It it had to be. It feels like it was if it wasn't. I yeah, i don't Keep i don't really like, <laughs> I don't recollect but if it was, I'm like you, if it wasn't, it should have been. Disney should buy the rights of Teen Witch and remake it. I mean, uh, what was the baby, the the uh, Adventures in Babysitting just got remade, so Teen yeah. Witch deserves a remake. Oh, It's going to be a tough one, but they can do it, as long as it's not super cheesy. I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for putting the limitations on um, kid movies because or at least 90s movies because there's there's right now in my brain there's one kid movie since we're talking about teen witch that will always and forever be triggered in my brain and then there's like the most intense horror movie of my childhood on my brain and I'm going to go with the the first one and that's double double toil and trouble like yes <laughs> mary I don't. I don't think any generation is going to completely understand what Mary Kate and Ashley was to our generation. This was quite yeah. literally. They're a year older. Well, no, I guess technically they're the same age as me. But I think as the calendar falls, they're they're you know they're they're a year ahead of me. But this was one of the few child stars, quote unquote, that you actually got to grow up with. So when they started going on these like weird adventures with their movies. You felt like you were going on them with them. And they were girls, you know. So, but, and, but it doesn't matter because, you know, the girls' rule and the boys' drill thing kicks in. But you're every boy, every girl, I don't care what you was, you at some point was like, yeah, I don't like Mary-Kate and Ashley because they're for girls. And then if Double-Double Troll and Trouble was on, you were watching. <laughs> so you know, cool. you were like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this. Or How the West Was Fun. And you're just like I'm gonna watch this, but I'm not gonna tell anybody. And then you find yeah. out like your friend at school watched it too, and you're like, "You mean to tell me you like you like it takes Two? And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, I love it takes two, man. I love. It. Yeah,
0: but I don't. Uh, it takes, I don't. The know. one on the the one on the ranch was my favorite. Was
1: that, was that how the or, uh, West was fun?
0: No, they go into the city. Is that is that what it is? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. I'm but pretty I sure it was ranch, and then. I don't, I don't know. Getting off topic, but <laughs> not I'll really. Real quick, before we slide out of Disney, you got to mention the the great Phantom of the Megaplex.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I left it off, and uh, and I left uh, Terror Tower off, uh, yeah. which was a cool movie. It was very clueish. Um, if you're going to talk about Phantom of the Megaplex, I'm going to talk about once again every time I talk about this movie, and that's who whose parents puts their. 14 year old kid in charge of their little brother on a movie premiere night who does that
0: yeah.
1: and and one thing that I'll, even even when that movie was fresh the first time i watched that movie the only thing i could think of was i'm pretty sure i'm that kid's age and i want to work at a movie theater too like what movie theater hires a 14 year old dude like it just it baffled me for for years it felt like that this kid could get a job <laughs> at what at that time would have been my dream job you know, like, dang, I'm doing good just to ask the, the video store for a poster right now. You know, like this kid gets a whole job. I I, I, I can remember Terror Tower, but I can't really remember it in detail as much. When you said the name, I instantly remembered them like trying to restore it or, or do something like that with it. But I can't really, to be honest with you, remember very much about that movie at all other <laughs> than watching it. And it seems like there was a big guy. Like I don't think it was the guy from Under Wraps, but it was somebody that was bigger, that was like the curator or the caretaker of the hotel at the time. Do you know? Do you remember that? What Muff Potter? I know that, but it was a bigger guy. Oh, wait a minute, was it Muff Potter? It might have been Muff Potter. It might have been, dude, because uh, that would have been in Brotherly Love era for them, and they were really good about giving people from shows that they've picked up roles. Like remember when when TJ was. Uh, the tj was suddenly on everything yep and like next thing you know he's like got a music video and you're like what's going on (laughs) what um we'll switch it off we'll switch away from kids movies because i don't want to consume them all all at once and we're kind of coming up on now the 30 minute mark well we're just past the 30 minute mark of it right now so what um what was a significant horror movie i'll say horror I won't. I won't let it get super super narrowed. But what was the what was the horror movie that was the end all be all when you were a kid? Like you felt like you did something when you watched it.
0: Man, I really don't remember my first time watching it, but I mean, the scariest movie to me of all time that stuck with me and still messed with me for a long time is. I got to give it to it. I I feel like. Uh, I feel like
1: the first time you watched it had to have been the first time that I watched it. And if it wasn't, that couldn't have been too far between the two. Because the first time I watched it was at your mom's with your mom and Frank and you. And so it makes it just makes me feel like that that, that had to have been the same time. For well, it had to have been. Yeah. Because um, I can't think of when you would have seen it before me. And it wouldn't have been that you told me about it that I watched it. I think yeah. I just. Should- it just landed on that. I do remember before watching the movie Frank having the book on a shelf in 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 their living room, so that always stands out. But God, I, big, yeah, no, I've got it. I've got it now on my bookshelf, and uh, it is unnecessarily large. I will. Uh,
0: I do remember the first time I felt like I accomplished something big, though, because I kept begging and begging and begging my mom to let me watch it. And finally, one night, they're like, all right, we're going to bed. You can watch it. But it was like a Friday night, and, like, they had the lights out, but there were some candles lit in the house. And they're like, you can watch it, but you got to watch it all by yourself. We're going to bed. Here you go. Here's The Exorcist. Best of luck to you. And I can remember sitting by myself and watching that movie at bedtime. Like, who does that to their kid? But my mom was a a tough love, learn your lesson kind of woman. So, uh, ugh, man, yeah. But that movie never really fazed me. Like, I can remember being scared, but it never, like, never stuck with me, the fear of it, you know? Like, not like it, man. What's yours? Uh, I don't remember what my first,
1: whole, like, I don't remember which came first, but they were in the same window. And I, I know that the first slasher movie that I ever watched in my entire life was Scream. But then immediately following that, I watched 78 Halloween for the first time. Oh, yeah. And the obsession began after that. Uh I I felt like uh, when when Scream came out, it was it was an an actual hurdle for me because I never dabbled into to caring about that crap, you know? Like that's what <laughs> it was to me. It was just like that's just something that I'm never going to be into. Yeah. And then my mom and Andy Davis rented that movie. Uh, We all went to the movie store. Mom wanted to see it. Andy wanted to see it. I rented something else. And it was just like, let's watch this. Let's watch the scary one instead. It might have been around Halloween. (laughs) And I just remember being like, Glued, you know, when you saw Drew Barrymore hanging from that tree, just gutted to uh, I think that movie came out in '96. So I think I was nine. Uh, that was just like, whoa, you know. And every single year, I watch that movie that the box set, all four of them, right now, I'm, I'm looking at them. Uh, I watch that movie every year. I loved the TV show. The TV show was above and beyond anything I think anybody that loved the franchise could ask for. And the thing that I loved most about Scream that probably is the reason that I I defend it uh, in, in, in horror groups that I'm in and everything is the fact that Scream screamed 90s to me. Like looking back, you cannot look back at that movie and go, that's a 90s movie. You know, like everything about it, their their music that they were listening to, and oddly enough, um, the segue for me to watch the first Halloween movie, the the birth of my Michael Myers obsession, came from watching Scream because they're watching Halloween in the movie uh, when when they're all at the house party. So that probably is it for me. The end all be all first one is is probably Scream, but obviously, you know, Halloween is my obsessional... It's what I'm most obsessed with. And Halloween, the original, is something Scream that I, was a, I I
0: was just gonna say, man, Scream is a game changer. I mean, oh, yeah. It
1: set the bar for slasher film. I think it, re, it
0: reinvented the slasher film. because us the rules.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it gave, most definitely did all these, like, specifics. But what most people gotta remember is in that era, especially in, like, the Friday the t- 13th bubble, Jason was, like, a walking corpse like he wasn't he was no longer uh you know a, a child killing because his mother was murdered and michael myers i think i don't i don't remember what your curse came out i know it was way before scream but you know michael myers had already went through that kind of tiptoe like not all that good you know thank yeah you know thank you to the writers of H two O for saving that because I think H two O is top notch. I don't know how, Oh yeah. You asked me, duh. I was like, how did I get stuck on, uh, on Michael Myers? But that's what happens when I talk about, talk about just say Michael Myers. And I'm like Austin powers or the slasher. I have to distinguish the two before you get stuck in one of my rants. But yeah, uh, that's probably it for me. Um, so you say that, Frank and Weenie is going to be your, your Halloween watch of the year, huh? I believe
0: it will be. And there's one that I really want to watch because I don't know, man. I can't remember. I must have been. What are the last years I remember trick or treating? I don't know what it was, man, but like just waiting on you to get over to Granny's and Pa's house, whatnot. Well, I can remember like trick or treaters already started early. It was still daylight. And I remember, I'll never forget, it was on the USA Network, dude. I remember watching, right after Chucky went off, I remember watching The People Under the Stairs. Oh, yeah. Um, and that movie still messes with me, but I think I want to try to watch it this year.
1: People Under the Stairs is a good one. Um, they Come Back is a good one. Um, what, Dude, it, you know, I, I don't really, I love, the the season of Halloween, but I never thought of myself as like uh a traditional. Like I've got this list of movies, but when when you was like, I'm gonna try to watch that, it reminded me like, oh yeah, you've got to uh, you've got to watch Interview with a Vampire again, I, which is you know probably my favorite. It is my favorite vampire movie of all time, but it, it's one that I watch every year around Halloween. It's but it's also one that I watch every year around like June. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I can watch it. Hey. Um. And it's a '90s movie, so it counts, you know. Um, but I think uh, Kirsten Dunst's performance in that movie is probably the best performance she's ever had, and that's that's including her being in a Spider-Man movie, you know. Like, yeah, it was epic. And The Wizard of Oz got to watch The Wizard of Oz this year on Halloween. I don't know how that tradition got started, but my mom watches that every year on, uh, on Halloween.
0: The original witch.
1: I think that might be it, or it's the because when I was like six years old, they pointed out that bird that everybody always thinks is a guy hanging himself, and I just think that one scene in that whole movie creeps her out beyond belief, so she watches it every year. This is the same woman, though, that watches Lifetime movies on repeat. I guarantee you if she's awake right now, she's watching a Lifetime movie. Like serial killing babysitters and crap—it's on—it's un, unreal.
0: And and our grandma's watching the Hallmark. So. Probably. Um, I gotta say, Child's Play terrified me, man. Oh well, yeah.
1: Even though like Chucky became the the end all be all joke. Uh yeah. You know he, he was kind of like the uh, the Evil Dead's man.
0: I've never in my life wanted a character like to believe something that's going on as bad as you want Chucky's mom to believe that Andy's telling the truth, you know? Yeah. When she finally realizes there's no batteries, like, ugh.
1: Yeah, didn't she, like, in the... I, I, <laughs> I'm a... i am I, I mean, I guess it's okay to admit. I, I'm, I've am i drawn Chucky. I did a Chucky art piece. Um, but I'm only a fan of Child's Play too. Uh, so I don't didn't she send him to a mental asylum or like to a doctor or something? Dude, Chalk, Chucky Three, bro, he went to a mil, a boot camp military camp. I remember when he did that, but it seemed like in the original, I thought she might have taken him to like a psychiatrist because she kept I think talking he about it. with her family. There's been so many Chucky movies, dude.
0: I just remember him like in a basement. Like I remember seeing him in a basement on that on Child's Play Two, Chucky Two, whatever. I wish that's Bra- what they go to the factory though, and that's the scariest scene ever, where they're at the factory. I wish Brandon
1: Barks was uh, was in within reach right now. For people who don't know, <clears throat> Brandon Barks, sorry for clearing my throat. Brandon Barks is a friend of ours. He's been a he's at least I don't know how long Sam's has <laughs> but for me, Brandon Barks has been a friend of mine for almost twenty years if not right at 20 years now. He runs a Facebook group. If any of you are on Facebook, I'm going to plug him right now, and it's, it's called Horror Fiends. He is a horror movie aficionado. He, he, he's an artist like I am, and he specifically focuses on horror-themed artwork. And so if I was to be in this room with him and mention that I can't remember certain aspects of this movie... He would uh, manage to chew me out in his own way. Maybe one day we'll have a time where we can bring Brandon Barks onto this podcast for just specific reasons of being like, we're not going to talk. We're going to let you just do a movie review. I would love to let him do a movie review of just like an obscure horror movie one time.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we were running Pawn Stars, he would be our guy we would call for horror movies. Yeah, I'd be like, I got a guy in Tennessee. (laughs) I'm going to fly him out.
1: Brandon will tell you on his own accord. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. And if, if Brandon, if you're listening, I'm putting your business out there, buddy. Um, he told me one time that like what he does is he just reads Wikipedia. So like that's all Brandon does outside of watching horror movies is read wiki on horror movies. So like, if there's a movie he's never heard of, he'll read it and memorize like quirks about it. <laughs> And I was like, when he told me that, I was like, man, that explains so much to me. Because you, I could call him right now, and he could be like, yeah, 1938, this guy and this guy and this guy. And this is who directed it. And you're just like, how do you, how do you know that? And it's just because he reads <laughs> Wikipedia. Sounds like me and Marvel. Yeah, it's unreal. And I'm just like, kudos to you, Brandon. And I've actually encouraged him to have a Horror Fiends podcast. And now that episode two is coming to a close, this is the documentation of if he, of if he ever does it, that I'm living proof that I'm the reason he did it. Because I've begged him before, just do this, man. He'd be awesome at it. In his own ways, he would be awesome at it. Um, But I think we pretty much summed it up. I don't know what we're going to do next week, even though, honestly, guys, we recorded this one super late in the week. So we've got about a day before episode three hits you. So this is probably going to end up looking more like a doubleheader to you guys. Well, we've covered TV and we've covered movies. I think the only thing left to do is, is what? Soundtracks? Mm. Toys? There wasn't really much, many Halloween toys. Commercials kind of got summed up in TV a little bit. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we'll just roll the dice and you guys will just have to uh, tune in. Oh, before we go. I'm going to mention a Halloween movie that was on my brain to mention 40 minutes ago, and that was Michael Jackson's Ghost. One of the coolest of his brainchilds was Michael Jackson's Ghost. And if anybody out there can agree with me, just... If you're watching, wherever you're watching this, if it has a way to just hit the like button, just give me a Michael Jackson like. If you hated this podcast, just give me a Michael Jackson like. But um, I'm going to close this out by saying you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and now Facebook. All three platforms we covered Uh, on Facebook, it's just in plain view media. On Twitter, it's just uh, in plain view show. And then our Instagram is ran by. Oh, chubby boy over here, and and its Ooh. handle is
0: all dot original dot memes. That's where we're not ripping anything off of anybody else. We're making our own memes.
1: All right, so we're just uh, we use IG as the uh, as the meme source, and you can follow me on Facebook as Brandon Hillis Art, and uh, Instagram as Brandon Hillis Art, and on Twitter as B Hillis Art, and you can follow Sam's social media at
0: Instagram Chubby Boy Boots and. For the Twitterers, Tweeters, whatever. Chubby Boy tweets.
1: He's the only one without Facebook outside of his personal one because he's not old. I feel old every time I plug my Facebook, but it's on my business cards, So I'm just going to let it slide. Uh, I, will, uh, I will talk to you guys in what will be 24 hours or what will be four weeks or who knows the timelines time that you're listening to this. So until next time, uh, don't look under the bed. And we bid you adieu. All right. See you guys.